Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out another episode of O. Jeremiah Talks. I know, I know I say this a lot, but this is one of my favorite conversations we've had on the podcast. Today, we talk about, can you go home again? And the whole conversation was inspired by last weekend, we had our last run of shows for the year. And those shows were in the part of the country that we grew up in, the deep south. So, so south that if you go any further south, you'll hit the ocean, that part of the south. You know, it, it felt so good to be back in this place that we grew up in that means so much to us, to play these shows, to see friends, to see family. It all meant so much, but it also kicks up a bunch of emotions that, that we weren't really prepared for. We've been locked in our apartment in Athens, Georgia for two years now. But to be able to go to this place that we called home for so long, it just did stuff to us. For me, the weirdness is the hometown I grew up in, like a girl I went to high school with, has her own TV show. And the hometown totally flipped the, the town around. Like So places I would hang out in are now super cool coffee shops or bougie popcorn places. And for Erin, her closest group of high school friends came to our show. And we got to see them after not seeing them for 10 years for her. And all of that kind of like built up into this really powerful conversation that we got to have between the two of us. And I'm really grateful for the podcast, and I'm really glad that you came here today to listen to it. So I hope you enjoy it. If you want the other half of the episode where we talk about Ted Lasso, we talk about the first van renovation on our new van where I cut a hole in the ceiling of it with a jigsaw. And we also talk about the new No Gunderson album. If you want that, head over to our Patreon page. And we're doing a big update to our Patreon. So it's not just more podcast. It is now going to be the place where I start writing stories. I don't want to say that I'm trying to write a book, but I, I'm kind of trying to write a book. I've, I've, I've used Instagram and like different outlets in my life to like tell these stories that I love to tell so much. And I wanted a place where they could, they could live and build into something more. And I, I just love the idea of showing you every part of that process. So once a month, I'm going to be uploading these stories. So if you're interested in that, head over to our Patreon page, or you can do the higher tier where I'm going to be releasing one new demo a month. And that new demo may or may not make it on our new record. It may be, you're going to hear us writing and forming songs in real time. We're getting ready to make our next record. And Patreon is the perfect place for us to show you that process. So if that is interesting to you in any way, please go to ojeremiahtalks.com or search ojeremiah in Patreon and you will find us. So that's it. That's all the business. I hope you enjoy this podcast where we talk about whether or not you can go home again. Let's do it. I want it to be you talking on the intro. I want to get together. Yeah. So yesterday you and I were in our room and I was texting my mom and that's how this whole thing started. And I was texting my mom and I was asking her for a, from a certain, a, spe a specific picture that I had in my memory from my childhood. And I asked her for that picture and that led her into going through all these old photo albums and she sent us like 10 pictures of baby Jay. That's how this kind of... Oh, I didn't see all of them. Can I see the rest yeah, of them? Yeah, yeah. So she sent you one of them. You were so cute. The one in question. that I, The reason I hold... In question? The reason I bring it up. Uh, so she sends this picture of me as a little kid. And then that prompts you to get a little picture of you as a little kid. And then we hold the two pictures up next to each other. 
And it looks like we would have been friends. Is it just me or do we kind of look similar as children? Yeah. Like it looks like we... We're the same demeanor when we were that age. I think we were like six. Yeah. It was like around six years old and you hold the photos up to each other and it's like, yeah, those two are going to get married. Like you can just kind of... Yeah. Why are are we... I feel like that too. I don't know. But there was this weird um, energy to it where it was like so unquestionable. Well, we were like giving off the same vibe and it is funny. Yes. So I we hold the photos up next to each other and and we're like playing out this like play of how these two lives were going to lead to where we are now, right? Yeah. And that got me thinking about this trip last weekend because we had just played these shows in our hometowns. So, well, near our hometowns. For mm-hmm. you, the closest was Mobile, Alabama. For me, it was Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And we got to see our families. We got to be a part of some of those places that that meant so much to us growing up and kind of led us to where we are now. And I think I told you when we were like two roads away from your parents' house, I think I said something like, you know, I've I've known you for so long and I've been with you for so long that like driving down the roads almost to your childhood home feels similar to whenever I do because like I feel like very connected to you yeah and like in the same way that like whenever I get on my mom's road or like my dad's road it like feels very like the whole vibe of coming home and just like what that is of like coming back to all these memories like I kind of like feel that on your behalf now whenever we go to your house yeah and we didn't grow up together is the point right well it's right well it's also we we grew up like 150 miles apart or whatever. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how far exactly we I think grew that's up. That's pretty close. So 150 miles apart, but we're both from these little towns that to get to quote town, you have to announce it in your living room, and you're like, I I need Gatorade. I'm going to town, and you announce it, mm-hmm. and then 15 minutes later, you see a Walmart. But like you nowadays, you pass like all these Dollar Generals, and that's like they're on every Nothing corner just thing, about. Yeah. But growing up, there were no Dollar Generals. It was, I got to go to town, so then you go. And when you go, you will never go back for anything. Once you've arrived back, you're like, no, I'm not going back to town. I just left. I'm, I'm here for the week. I'm never going back. But so you would, that's how rural it was where we were growing up. Yeah. Once you get on the highway, headed to your house, the houses get further and further apart. There are more and more cows and horses in between yep. the yards. Yep. And then you turn off the main road and then off in, onto an even smaller road and then off to a dirt road. And then you're at and our house. The, and then there we are. Yeah. Exactly you my experience very, and your experience. A very similar. Ex- yeah, it's weird. So when I'm looking at those two pictures and then we're in our hometowns last weekend, it did strike me so much how similar our upbringing was and... How cool it was to go back to those places together on this trip. Yeah. Because my town is so different now. Yeah. Like, you are my hometown now because I can't go back to my hometown because my hometown doesn't exist the way that it used to. Yeah, and, like, no one really can because it changes without them. Yeah. I even feel like if you stay there the whole time and you never leave, it's still going to... It changes. And, like, we had a conversation with someone recently about um like just that longing for what home used to be 
and you you assume it's a physical place or like a group of people or uh an event or something like a familiar event but like you try to relive all of those or like go back to that and it just doesn't it's not the same and I think the conclusion I came to was that I think we're just looking for the innocence of childhood and that you where you don't have a worry for the future and you don't have responsibilities like you just have like the innocence of just I'm here in the now and I'm just like living my life excited about getting older and someone even asked us like I love this question of when you dream where do you dream the most like where do you where are your dreams located yeah and mine are mostly like in my dad's front yard yeah or like in that house but mostly for some reason it's like outside a lot which is interesting to me but um and like how I've I think whenever we first got married that Christmas I was like I really want to go to the Christmas Eve service and you don't understand like they sing Silent Night with candles and it's like really special and I really just want to experience that again because I I really I was really like longing for that memory and then we went and it just didn't live up to anything. Yeah, it's like trying to explain to your friend that you just hyped the greatest movie of all time. And then you're like 30 minutes in, you're like, no, no, it's about to get better. It's about to get better. And then it just and never then does. And then it never does. Yeah. And I, and that was like disappointing, but it was also like kind of a life lesson of like, you, d- you can't re- recreate how you used to feel. I agree. You can never recreate that. So it's always, that's why it's so important to just like keep looking forward like you did when you were a kid. Because when you were a kid, you were too young to have to look backward at your life. And so you just always looked ahead and so now I feel like I'm so fixated on the past and I have to remind myself to look forward. I like that a lot. But I, I think I think about going back. So in my experience, we stayed with my parents for two nights. My childhood home, it's such a surreal experience. So my, my childhood home is in shambles because of a hurricane. A tree fell over and crushed the house in two. And... It was like the equivalent of totaling a car. The insurance company was like, it's going to cost way too much to fix this house. It's gone, yeah. It's gone. So instead, they built a new house, a very fancy, nice house, three feet away from it. Mm -hmm. And my childhood home is sitting side by side with this other home that I don't know at all. But anyone would look at the two homes and be like, oh, obviously the new one is way better. But when we were going to leave, I was like, hey, can you can you take a picture of me? I, I know. I'm very – I was just thinking about that. I really hope it turns out. Yeah. I was like, hey, can you take a picture of me in front of my childhood home? Because I have no connect connection to the new house. It yeah. is just a nice house to me. Yeah. But the house in shambles, like all of my ghosts are floating around in there. Yeah. And you, li- I literally can't go back home to it. Because like it's mildewy and it's it's unlivable and there's holes in the floor and I, because of a hurricane, you know. And when I go to my downtown where I grew up, none of the like, – I don't know where anything is anymore mm-hmm. because the HGTV show that my hometown has like flipped the town upside down. Yeah. Anyone would say it's better now because of all of the improvements and all of the new establishments and build, buildings and stuff. Yeah. But for me, it's like, oh, I don't know where anything is. I don't feel like I even belong here. There's yeah. literally European tourists walking around. Mm-hmm. And that was, so we have a song called Old Emotions. And I wrote that song 
as the HGTV show started gaining popularity, like season two, I wrote that song. And I don't know what season they're on now, but it, it almost feels like laughable how much more I feel those things than I used to feel those things. Yeah, it kind of grew, as they say, like overnight, which I know isn't true, but it it a- appears that way, you know. And I'm sure it's funny because uh, people that who originally lived in Athens would say the same thing. Mm. Like, oh, man, it's changed so much in five years. I remember when I was but a Lyft driver, someone, uh, so my yeah. third person I picked up, they were like, man, this town has changed so much. But like, we don't see that. Yeah, because yeah. we love it here. Because it's like new to us. So that's my experience. But you also had another very strange thing happen from from your childhood this weekend at these shows. We were at in Mobile, and you had like your high school buddies come. My crew came. Your, yeah. Like literally your crew came. Yeah, yeah. Nothing would be a blast from the plat blast from the past more mm-hmm. than doing your new life in front of your old friends. It was wild. I hadn't seen them in probably 10 years. Do you want to? So that was like, yeah, it was like, I give myself a hard time for not, and you know this, like I give myself a hard time for not having long lasted relationships in Terms you, of like you've made it up in your mind that you can't maintain long distance friendships. And I honestly think that a big part of that is because it was, and I'd tell this to their face, I think, it, it was more or less an active decision to lose touch with them. And not because I, do, I don't like them or I, or I think they're like bad people or anything like that. I just like, I, I needed to for my own sanity. Yeah. And it was, yeah, there, there's just a guy in that group that had a, a hold on me because I, I, I kind of allowed my emotions to take over in that way. And I just knew that it would be wise if I just like didn't put myself around him anymore. Right. And I, and again, great, great guy. I'm so happy for him and what he's able to do with his life right now and all that stuff. And it was like really good to see all of them. Like it, it was, it was kind of proof to myself that I'm like fine. Like that I, that everything worked out. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly I, what you mean. Cause I love, like I enjoy, like man, one of, one of my girlfriends from then, like I miss her so much. And I just like, she was such a genuine real friend to me. And we got a chance to like catch up at the show. And I told her just how much I missed her. And, we're probably going to get together over Thanksgiving, which I love, but, and, but I think it's because I needed that space to kind of like figure out what I could do. Um, did I honor that? Well, I'm, I want to make sure I'm not trying, I'm not trying to like dump on anyone. Oh no, no. Uh, let me dump on him. No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, I mean, cause I mean like I dated the guy and like, I mean, it wasn't like anything serious. Like we were kids, Well, but it, it was hard on me. No, I think you're honoring them really, really well. You haven't said anything like yeah. unflattering towards Cause, them. Because, I mean, it, it was just hard on me. And it was one of those things where you're like, yeah, it would be best if you probably didn't put yourself around him all the time. Right. And so that's what I actively chose to do is to kind of like separate. And so 10 years later, just seeing the growth from that was really awesome. You literally, I mean, you literally said like, imagine if so-and-so X was there. And I was like, yeah, that would be super weird. Like yeah. that's like the most obvious thing ever. Yeah, yeah. But whenever they walked in... I was across the room and they walked in and they pointed at you. They like finger gunned at you. Yeah. And I, the look on your face wasn't, 
uh, oh my gosh, old friends. It was, holy crap, what am I about to do? <laughs> and like the, like the atmosphere in the room changed. I came over to you to see, one, who the heck those people are mm-hmm. and what, you know, what was at stake, what we needed to do. And really what you were saying is these are two worlds colliding and mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to deal with these emotions yet. Well, totally. That I think that's what I was projecting for sure. But the truth is, is like, have I thought about this occurrence happening in my life? Yes. You've had stress dreams about this. But not even like, I wouldn't even say stress dreams though. Like, I think it would just be like a... Oh, like a what if, like how would that feel if the, if the two worlds did collide? Because like that was me developing into who I am now as Aaron right. was in high school. Yeah. It's how I built a lot of my layers of personality was with that group of people. Right. And so I always was curious if that were to happen. I, I mean, yeah, it probably did produce some like stress and anxiety in me, but for the most part, it was just like a curiosity and so whenever it act, it was like physically happening to me, I was like, oh, I'm very interested as to how Aaron right now is going to deal with this. And so I remember I walked up to them and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, you know, we're all kind of like giggly, like, I can't believe we're here. And I like hugged all of them. And I was like, oh, it's good to see you. I was like, OK, OK. I was, and I said, we're all going to like settle at some point. Like we're going to settle into this. And they all kind of laughed and because I was mostly talking to myself. Yeah. But by the end of it. <laughs> I like that you realized that. <laughs> yes. But by the end, like we played our set and I was like, well, there's all of me. Like this is who I am now. Yeah. And whenever we finished the the set, uh, Adam, the big, he's like the partier, like the 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 goofy one of the group, I would say. And he, he like motioned. He was like, he was like, come here. He's like, you have to talk to us. You can't just like play and then think we're going to just leave. And so they hung around for like 30 minutes after the show. And it felt like I was able to be like, okay, y'all just saw me now. Yeah. There's nothing else I can say other than what you just saw. Yeah. And it was, it was really cool. Like I was, it also made me like, it really helped me forgive myself for thinking that I wasn't a good friend to people. Yeah. Because the fact that they, even showed up for me like even just coming to our show like that made me realize that like they still care for me yeah we can just get it wrong when we when we build up a narrative and we can convince ourselves oh this is why they haven't reached out or this is why so and so and I mean like I I never reached out either so like it wasn't like I put that expectation on them at all like I didn't want them to or think that they needed to but it was more of just like well, I still really care about them. Like, I hope they know that, but I don't know if I'll ever get a chance to, like, express that. And it felt like them showing up was like, hey, Aaron, like, we still see you, and we still really care for who you are and who you've become. And also, it was kind of, I think they all were just like, hey, can we meet your husband? Like, this is like, you're married. I'm, like, the only one of that group that, well, one of them, another girl is, but I, I wasn't as close to her. But, like, I'm like married and I think they were just like excited to know who I was. Yeah. And um and who I was. Exactly. Yeah. I was like so excited to to like introduce them to you and it was just like I was like oh this is fun. Like I can ha- like this is totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have a very similar relationship with my parents now where when I'm when I come to my parents like I have this expectation on how it's going to go. 
and I have all these conversations played out in my head and it never goes the way I think it does. So like I, I, I was so excited to show my dad the van we just bought, but we couldn't take the van because the tag didn't come in in time and blah, 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 blah. And I was excited to at least talk to him about it. And the whole time he got fixated on the fact that he was convinced we were going to have to buy a gas generator to run all of our stuff inside the van. Mm-hmm. But I've done all of this research. I know that's not the case. I know that we will get a battery and it will charge everything. But we in- we immediately locked into that old dynamic of I'm your dad. I know what's best for you. Yeah. And I had to go, Dad, listen to me. I've done a lot of yeah. Yeah. yeah I've done like a lot of research. Yeah. I've watched like a hundred hours of YouTube videos, and he's like, I'm telling you, gas is your only option. Yeah. And he declared it to the, to the point. Where I started second guessing myself <laughs> because I'm like, well, Dad said he knows That's everything. So funny, I know, and you've done so much research. But uh, someone I was talking to a friend on the phone the other yesterday, and um, you said something that reminded me of this. She said, like, how cool is it whenever we step out of our own way and let people show up for us how they want to? Yeah. Instead of just like pinning expectations on them and I think we both got kind of blasted with that this weekend of just like look look at what's going to happen without without you even having any control over it yeah look at these people showing up for you because also one of like my closest friends from Athens surprised me in Tuscaloosa and that I was just like a hot mess when that happened like you cried so fast I don't think you've ever cried that quickly I know and I well and um and then we stayed with my friend Laura and it, I had so many, isn't that weird that I've been in a season of like, am I a good friend? And then from three different eras of my life, I had people show up to three different shows. Yeah. How weird is that? No, it doesn't. It didn't even feel weird to me. Well, that, That's what it used well, to feel like a lot before well, COVID. But not to me. Like sure. you always have people like randomly pop out of nowhere in Oklahoma. But like mine is like. I mean, I do too, but more than not, it's a family. Right. And, but so just to be like questioning, like if I'm capable of long-term friendship and then literally like three, like high school, college, and then beginning of Athens, all three stages showed up for me this weekend and it was just wild. Yeah, it is wild because now I look back at those times, so the, the line in Old Emotions is, I can't go back home again, which was inspired by the Thomas Wolfe book, Thomas Wolf book you, you can't go back home again. And I, I kept thinking, because we had talked about being homesick over COVID. Yeah. We talked so much about it. We would get into conversations with people, and I would be like, this conversation wouldn't be happening if we, if we were at home. And whenever we pulled up into Mississippi, it just, like... The street signs are all the same. Like, they are roads that I know. They are roads I feel at home on. And we were both kind of like, oh, this feels really right Mm -hmm. coming in here. Yeah. And then the deeper into the heart of it we went, the more unfamiliar it felt. Because you forget people move on. Because you think, oh, I'm going to come back and it's going to be exactly the same. When I was bebopping around Laurel, mm-hmm. every time I walked into a place, I expected to know someone and have a great conversation. I knew no one at all ever. Yeah. It's like a completely different set of people. Yeah. Whereas when we went five years ago, I knew everybody. But now that's just not the case. And the question I asked myself as we were leaving was like zoom out 10,000 feet 
if I could go back home again, like theoretically, would I want to knowing what I know now? Like knowing everything has changed, knowing my town is different, I am different. Like would I want to? And I don't think I would. Yeah. Like I love Mississippi. And like if I went back to Mississippi, it wouldn't be going back home. It w- I would be relearning this place that I once knew. It would be moving. It would be moving. Just moving, yeah. Yes. So yeah. when I say would I want to go back home, I mean home, capital H, like what I thought home was. Yeah. Because right now, if we went back to Mississippi, it would literally just be like, oh, we're moving to Mississippi. And we're going to have to like, then we'd be homesick for Athens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know. And I, I, I had an amazing time seeing family, seeing friends. Seeing, like, eating food. I cannot get over how eating food from a town you love is just, like, the most heartwarming thing. Every time I got a menu, I just looked at all the things that had the word Cajun by the name. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like seafood and all these other things that we can't get as much here. That's funny. Yeah. Like Cajun French fries or or whatever. Like, it's just funny. the Or the word bayou by stuff. It's just like, yeah, yeah, that's how you know you're in the South. Yeah. That's funny. I, I really did enjoy I really did enjoy it. I'm I it, seeing where we came from makes me happy from where we ended up. Mm-hmm. And it makes me excited for where we're going to go later. Right, cuz man, we just have no idea. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever wonder if people that you grew up like listen to this podcast? Oh, that's a great question. I don't know. I do know that People I grew up with listen to our music. Yeah. So in in the song Old Emotions, the guy in the song, there's a line in the song uh, from that Friday night when we saw Kyle get punched by the wrong guy. Like you used the actual name. I used his name. Yeah. Because it was inspired by this one time in high school, a guy, like the coolest guy at our high school, got into a fight at the fountain downtown in Laurel, and he didn't even know the guy. Yeah. And... I lived in this fear that he would hear the song and be mad at me for it. And one night we were at like a church softball game or something. And he texts me and like, it was like a note push notification on my phone and it's from Kyle. And I was like, Oh no. Did you have his number saved? No, it was on Facebook. So I saw his face Oh. and it said, Hey man, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, here it comes. And then I opened up the Facebook and he had, I don't know how he got all the lyrics to Old Emotions printed and he had that line circled. Yeah, that's wild. And he said, real quick, dot, 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 is this me? Question mark. And I was like, yes. Yeah. And, he, and his response was, I'm so honored. And I just thought that was the wildest thing. Does, yeah. So I know people from my high school listen to our music like i know jimmy listens to our music i think about the like i not worry but i'm curious as to like who's listening to the podcast because like we've shared so much of our past yeah i had a i had a friend recently tell me i can't remember what it was but we were talking about it and he was like dude i think you share too much oh really yeah and i was like what is that supposed to mean he's like there are some stories that you should just keep for yourself and I, like, so disagree. Okay. Like, we were talking about, like, this tragic thing that had happened in my life, and I was telling him, 
in the way, and I can't give it all the context right now to make it make him not seem like a bully because he was doing it because he thought that was the right thing to say. But he was basically like, I hope you keep that story for yourself. And I was like, no, man, we've like talked about that on the podcast. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Well, the thing is, is like, I think, I think you and I do share a lot. I think we're a pretty open couple. Yeah. But we're not sharing everything. We're not. Like, Like, I make a point not to talk about our political thoughts or like, I try not to even talk about religious stuff. Yeah. And we also... Like, we hold really valuable, like, our relationship. And, like, yeah. Yeah, our conversation is very, like, public. Obviously, we, like, talk on a microphone once a week. But, like, everyone's not getting all of our details. Well, I've never met someone that I That could... regretted that? No. How do I say this? I've never met someone that I, that I couldn't empathize with once I got to know them. So... Let's say, like, right now when this is getting recorded, like, there is this celebrity that is, like, getting reamed in the press right now because of something he said out of context. And I think that could be me. I say a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But I also think that if I got to know that person, I could get to the bottom of, like, where that came from. And, like, it doesn't matter what your political affiliation is or what your religious background is. Like... How did you get to where you got? And then let's unpack that. Or just like, what are you walking through as a human right now? Yeah. And I think that's like, I don't know. I I share in the hopes of like helping someone else that's walking through something similar to not feel alone. Yeah. I think that's my biggest, I think I care about that a lot. I think I do too. And the, the story that my friend was talking about was the me drowning story or me almost drowning yeah. And he was like, that actually feels like a private thing that you should keep to yourself. And the reason I disagree is kind of twofold. It's one, I would love to know, like, I would love it if someone needed to feel connected, like if they went through something like that, yeah, to feel seen. Yeah. Like, I would love to be able to be that person. And two, like, I'm grieving and healing in real time. Like, that to me, we need more of that. Well, you like processing through things. And also, just to validate what you did share on that story, you still didn't share everything. True. Because there were. You really didn't. Like, there, there's a lot of stuff that you and I will just hold together. And that's all that, that's all who needs to know. Yeah. Because I think no one on earth will ever know me the way that you do. Mm-hmm. And then there's like 10 friends that have like a second tier. And then, like, seven down is what we reveal on the podcast. Because, mm-hmm. like, I want you to know that ho- my home is not the home I grew up in. But I don't want you to know, like, the wounds that I still haven't healed from. Yeah. It's, it's So it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Someone posted, I forgot who it was, but, like, it was a question of, am I ready to share this? And it, it went through a checklist of, like, ways you know you're ready to share it with people. Hmm. So do you, do you remember any of those things? Because I, I'm like, Oh, did I have this thought? I'm ready to share it. (laughs) No. Um, I think maybe I, I know I, I need to look it up, but it's one of those Instagram posts that you save and then you never look back at. Yeah. Because you're like, Oh, this is really good. And then you kind of discard it. I need to filter through that. Man, saved things really gets me with my organizational Mm -hmm. skills of just like the task. Like, I'm like, Oh, I have to go through another list of things. Um, but 
it was something to the effect of like, how vulnerable do you feel to this emotion right now attached to this story? Kind of like if you're still pretty like raw from what happened, like it's probably too soon. Mm, we we were having friends over last night and I said something about I make jokes about things. I can't remember what the what what I said. I said something about how I make jokes all the time. And her question was, do you make jokes to protect yourself from your insecurities? Do you remember that? Like, you mm-hmm. see what I mean? And I thought that was a really interesting question. But I think what it is is when I'm start when I start to make jokes, that's when I'm ready to start talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of going with what you're talking about. Well, I also think verbal processors probably like talking about things quicker. Yeah. Than internal processors, because like. I, I mean, like, your drowning incident was still really fresh, and you posted about it really quickly. And I don't that I don't think that was out of uh, anything wrong that you were doing. I just think that that's what you needed to do. Like, I didn't post about it until months later. Right. And so that's just the difference in between how you and I operate. Yeah. I think it's a different... I think it goes back to the whole introvert-extrovert thing of e- even the expectations of, like, what we post. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I think that's a great point. And it's one of the main reasons you, I... No, go ahead. I'm sorry. That was... It's also kind of signaling, hey, I'm ready to talk about this. Yeah. Well, that's the main reason why I don't talk about, like, taboo subjects like politics or religion because I'm often processing in real time. And we're kind of living in this culture where if you say it, it's cemented on the media. Yeah. And, like... You could pull up anything I say on this podcast and use it against me because mm-hmm. I'm sure I've said some goofy stuff mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm saying flippantly and I'm like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But if it's about myself, I everyone is aware that every person is on a journey. Yeah. And like, I know that if you if you listen to this podcast five years ago or if, I mean five years in the future, you'll be like, oh, wow, he's come a long way or wow, he used to think this, but now he thinks this. But, like, if I say something about, like, where I stand on health care, yeah. you're going to be like, oh, no, because in 2012 you said this or whatever. Yeah, I feel like you and I hold those conversations really sacred to our growth and just who we are as people. I agree with that. And I'm and I'm, I'm really comfortable with that. There, we, I mean, we have had the argument. I think every pr- couple probably goes to the argument of, like, hey, why did you share that with them? Yeah. Or something like that. And we have to... Like, we've had to learn in real time of, like, being married of what we are comfortable sharing with people and what we're not. And I've gotten way more confident and um, at ease with just being like, yeah, I don't, I don't really feel like sharing that with you right now. Yeah, and you have also, you do a really good job of, like, we're walking on stage and you go, hey, do not talk about this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, obviously I wouldn't, knowing, oh, I probably would have had you... <laughs> Had you not told me. Yeah, you're always like, yeah, obviously. But I think you probably would have, right? Yeah, Am I probably I, would have. Like, I, I do think I that. went to Tuscaloosa and said, roll tide. Like, and you were like, hey, don't talk about football. And I was but like, that roll would tide. Have been but the, I think I forgot to say that. And that would have been the things I would have said. But I was like, obviously, he knows we're in we're in roll tide country. Like, what are you doing? I know. Sometimes I'm just like begging to get into confrontation, I guess. I don't know. But so going back to the very beginning, I look at these two pictures of us. And we were, can I just be honest, like we were like so cute. We were pretty cute. Can I post them? Yeah, I think you can. Uh, we were very cute. But 
mm-hmm. the two pictures together, it just, I get overwhelmed when I think about just like how far we've come. And when you go home, you realize like how much you have changed. We're playing this new song live and it's basically about how like falling in love with you again has kind of like brought me back from the depths of despair. Yeah. Yeah. Any, did you notice like how, uh, like I can tell you're figuring out in real time how to describe that song in a yeah. show. And it, it's just like really cool how you describe it. I didn't mean, to, sorry to interrupt you. No, no, that's totally fine. Uh, but it's been really, it's, it was really exciting to play that song because it, it saying it makes me go, oh, I was really, really sad and now I'm not. And this is a song of celebration. Mm-hmm. And I felt very similar to the, looking at those pictures of, look look how far we've look come. At look at us. We did it. Oh, it's so weird. We had like the same color hair and everything. I know. Also, my eyes are blue, but they don't look blue in the picture. And I'm, we have the same skin tone. Like, it's a little creepy how similar we look. We do. Hmm. Our noses are very different, though. <laughs> we were so cute. It's also whenever I had my little birthmark and you can barely see it because I'm cheesing so hard. I love that. I know. Okay, girl. I love you. Let's jump over to Patreon. Okay.